Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Uh, yeah, Afghanistan is very much still uh, the dominant story in the news. Um, just extraordinary scenes we've been seeing at the airport in Kabul uh, as uh, flights had to be suspended over absolute chaos. Uh, understandably, huge numbers of desperate uh, Afghan people uh, fl- fleeing to the airport. Um, the military, US military in control of the airport unable to get control, making it unsafe even for planes to land, let alone take off. We've also seen people die as they have been clinging to planes uh, as they have left and in one particular case uh, hundreds of uh, Afghan people airlifted out after they just sort of stormed a military plane. Well those evacuation flights now suspended. Just a few hundred Brits uh, now out. 4,000 Brits and those uh, with given British passports, those Afghan translators and others are still waiting to be airlifted so we'll uh, be keeping you abreast on that. And this of course after the American President Joe Biden as you just been hearing, uh, gave his uh, first statement returning to the White House after his holiday uh, at uh, the Camp David presidential retreat. And uh, he was very staunchly uh, defiant, just basically saying, we did the right thing. There was a time to leave. There was no good time to come out of Afghanistan and to basically put the blame on both uh, the former president, Joe, um, uh, Donald Trump, for doing the deal uh, with the Taliban to leave the country and also on the Afghan government and the Afghan security forces. Two decades, many, many, many billions of US dollars spent trying to uh, train them up and equip them and they fell in a matter of days. So was he right? Well, we'll be discussing that all this morning. And joining me for the discussion right now is a comedian, Steve Allen. Good morning to you, Stephen. Good morning. Lovely to talk to you. Um, what are your thoughts? First of all, let's talk about Joe Biden's speech and, and what he had to say. He said he stood squarely behind his decision to withdraw US troops. Um, he he said that uh, he admitted that the, the sweep to power by the Taliban had happened more quickly than he'd anticipated, bearing in mind only a month ago he was saying it was not inevitable the Taliban would be back in power. And as it was, it took, I think, nine days in total for them to take every city in the country. But he basically rejected the idea that... Um, that, you know, they shouldn't have come out at all on the basis. He said, I stand squarely behind my decision. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way. There was never a good time to withdraw US forces. Is he right? He's right in one sense, in as much as all you could ever do, it seems, over there is delay the loss. You're never going to win. 
And it's not as if America is only the only uh, country to fail to win a war there. Russia tried decades ago, and it's just an area that you never seem to be able to get that win. So all you can do is delay the inevitable. So he was wrong to say it wasn't inevitable. Um, and, and, and that would be the problem with going back in, that all you're likely to do if you do the same thing again is just delay this happening once more, causing more problems. However, when he says there was never a good time, yeah, but there might be a wrong speed to do it at. Yeah. And looking at what's happened, this was clearly the wrong speed. And that's the thing is you can argue about whether or not that was the right decision at all, whether Donald Trump was in the wrong Joe Biden. Again, Joe Biden was able to completely backtrack on many things that Donald Trump uh, had, had signed by executive order and planned to do. No reason why he couldn't have done that himself. Uh, but the question is the manner of, of departure. Um, some are pointing out, though, you know, that there is a there is a big difference between having a mass U.S. troop uh, presence in Afghanistan and having no U.S. troop presence and somewhere in the low numbers, which they'd already got down to it, just a few thousand troops, uh, does actually do enough to maintain a level of peace and safety for the Afghan people, that that itself would have been worth it. Others pointing out that, look, you know, Americans hadn't sustained, I believe, uh, more than a year. I think it was February 2020 is the last time there was actually uh, uh, any, any American casualties in Afghanistan. But uh, I understand some analysis has been saying, well, actually, that's because there was effectively a you know, this deal with with uh, uh, Donald Trump, this deal that there wouldn't be attacks on the Americans. And those, of course, would have started again if the American troops were not going to withdraw. So it is, you know, it's a quagmire. There's no question at all. But it's interesting, Joe Biden's point, having been vice president for eight of the years in which um, the, the Americans have been in Afghanistan, pointing out, you know, that, you know, he, you know, after 20 years, he's learned the hard way. And this is a very popular move. It was a popular move for uh, Donald Trump uh, to say they'd get out. It was, I mean, remembering it was Obama getting uh, America out of Iraq. Um, President Biden said he would uh, continue to get troops out of Afghanistan. I, I, the, the support for this is overwhelming in America, and particularly from Democrats. 70% of Democrats and 56% of Republicans support this move. So that speech wasn't aimed at perhaps, you know, the bleeding hearters writing the Guardian editorial today. It was aimed at the American voters whose sons and daughters have been over fighting against the Taliban. Yes, which is effectively Biden's job. I, I do think that point of doing something to appease the Americans, appease is the wrong word, but to, to please again is the wrong word. But that's why they included this deadline of September the 11th, which is nothing other, if we're brutally honest, than an arbitrary date. Because well, except I, I it's not arbitrary, is it? It's a very no, important but it, date. No, but it is, though. But look what it's done. It's forced them to leave at a timetable that they could have changed but would have missed that date. And it's an important date. But it is, if you're, if we're brutally dispassionate about it, the amount of time the Earth has spun around a star. That's all it is. And by by being obsessed with it as a the, this, the uh, emotional side of that date, they've caused more harm. They've caused more what, death. What would have happened if it had moved blank. back? I mean, bearing in mind Donald Trump assigned it was supposed to be by May the 1st. Um, so it's already happened. Um, if they'd moved that date to, you know, November the 11th to, you know, to next oh. January, th what what would have been the difference? Then it, then they could have had a better sense of how quickly things would change. The problem is suddenly going from lots of troops, troops to no troops. 
is when all of a sudden the floodgates open. If you could have done a, a slower reduction, and look, I'm no military expert, this is still my opinion, a slower reduction would have given you a better sense of how quickly the Taliban would push back. And then you could try and do more, and not necessarily militarily. Other things need to be done. I don't think it's the job of the West to turn up absolutely everywhere and say, no, nope, we're in charge. I, I agree with, with that side of it. But there's things that we can do to try and uh, wait longer until better deals are in place. It's clearly, oh, but, whatever's but, in place now has not worked. But this is the interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, I think Joe Biden, there's lots of criticism. I mean, certainly on my, my social media feeds, the criticism of Joe Biden was across the board from left and right. Um, but I, I actually felt I, he was actually relatively honest. Um, he did take responsibility uh, for the action. He did. You know, he was blaming Donald Trump for the decision uh, last year. And again, he could easily have, uh, have, have overrode that. But, but, but why would he? It was a popular move. Um, uh, but um, and he, and he, it was perfectly reasonable of him to blame the Afghan political leadership and their abject failings in terms of building um, that democracy and building uh, you know, faith in that government. They have been doing deals with the warlords and the tribal rivalries. And we are still talking about a country. And we, I know everyone tries to be politically correct. It's still basically medieval in many ways in terms of, of, how, of how different tribes and different uh, you know, people interact. Um, and... You know, and he's saying, look, you know, the, what the, what the political leadership has failed there, as we saw, you know, the, the, the Afghan president straight on the first jet out, wasn't he, uh, on Sunday um, and you know, leaving, you know, leaving, you know, the, the, the mess behind him, um, the, the Afghan military just laying down their weapons. Now, in the face of the Taliban, given that the Taliban basically gives a deal to, to anyone, any fighters, lay down your weapons right now. You can either join us or you can take your weapons and go home and then live peacefully. Or if you fight us, we will kill you and all of your families. I mean, it's a pretty easy choice, I think, for many uh, in the Afghan military to make there. But at the end of the day, billions and billions and billions of dollars of training, billions and billions and billions of dollars of equipment, all of which has been left now in the hands of the Taliban. And um, uh, and, and they collapsed uh, without even, a, you know, barely a shot being fired. It is a fair point for the Americans to say, um, why should Americans lay down their lives if the Afghan people aren't willing to lay down their lives? But the answer is because the situation has currently, the hands that we currently have, the place we're in right now, has also been created by the Americans. Surely you can't think that they have no responsibility to the people they're leaving behind. To just leave and go, oh, good luck with whatever happens, suddenly washes their hands of any responsibility of the situation they've caused. No, but... <laughs> But at what point do what point do the people of Afghanistan have responsibility for themselves? Look, I mean, w would I be one of the people trying to get to the airport to try and escape um, Afghanistan, or to be someone who trying to sort of stand up and fight? <sighs> Difficult one to call. I fear, alas, I would probably be in the former. But when we see that that footage of people trying to escape, um, it, I suppose there is an argument. A lot of people saying you know, people aren't willing to stand up for their own country. Why should somebody else? The 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 Americans, the British, and let's face it, this was not like Iraq, a, you know, just a couple of countries going in. This was across the board. Lots of people say, oh, it was a wrong decision to go into Afghanistan. Af you know, the Taliban were in power in Afghanistan in 2001. They harboured for many years Al-Qaeda, who planned a bomb attack on America. It was perfectly justifiable, for my, in my view, for Americans to, frankly, bomb the hell uh, out of uh, the Taliban. Um, 
sorry, but, you know, you want to mess with the biggest world power? That's what happens. Um, they were given every opportunity to give up the Taliban, they give up the uh, al-Qaeda leaders. They chose not to. Um, seems to me, sorry, that was fine. The question is, was it even right for the Americans to sort of try this idea of nation building? Maybe they should have just gone in and said, right, you're no longer a threat to us. We're out again. Um, you know, Afghanistan has defeated the British, defeated the Russians. Now it's defeated America. To a certain extent... We, we either say we're going to be the world's policemen, Britain, America, France, Canada, wherever we are going to go in everywhere and save everyone and turn everyone into a liberal democracy. Although we're quite happy disappearing our own liberal democracy right now over COVID. Um, um, or we say, you know, each to their own, carry on. We'll, we'll, we'll get involved when you become a problem for us. Those are both, in my view, legitimate positions. But what you can't do is have both at the same time. Yeah, and I think actually we're kind of agreeing that what we're having now is both, not both at the same time, mm. but a weird mixture, that you can't have 20 years of being the world's police and then say, oh, bye. The, the people in Afghanistan have responsibility, but that does not mean America don't have any responsibility. Yeah. It's not it's not just a binary situation. No, exactly. I will go to the other issue, of course. It's very easy for lots of people to say, well, it's not our problem. And the Americans and the British, I think, very much saying that a lot with the did that over Syria? Um, did that over Libya for for a long period of time? Um, but if if it's not our problem, it becomes someone else's problem or someone else's opportunity. And we've seen in Syria the Russians going in uh, and that vacuum, and of course the Chinese already, you know, hello, here we are, happy to do deals with the Taliban. Um, there is always a concern that actually this is going, this is the second sort of situation that comes back to bite us geopolitically, but also, of course, it will also, as with Syria, comes back to bite the West when it comes to. Um, um, the issues of refugees as well. Now let's let's talk about that side of things. Those evacuation flights from Kabul were suspended over, I mean, absolute chaos, horrible scenes in the airport. Uh, I noted, by the way, how many more men there were than women uh, who, who were at that airport. I thought women had got more reason to be uh, fleeing uh, than uh, than the men, but I thought that was quite interesting. Um, but um, there are calls for Britain and other Western countries uh, to take huge numbers of refugees. Canada's always pled to take 20,000. Should we take a, a, a huge number of Afghan refugees? or not i think yes i think we again have responsibility and we have a we have some part in causing what has happened it's not all our fault again it's not hopefully we can do the nuance of it's saying it's a little bit of responsibility doesn't mean it's all our fault because you could have that tennis argument back and forth forever and um, we have a responsibility in what's happening and yeah i think we we should be taking some people from that country yeah, but the question is, how many, isn't it? I mean, I completely agree with you. You're taking the Afghan translators and their families and others who have helped uh, British forces. That seems to me to be the only right and moral thing to do. Those people will undoubtedly face certain death. Um, but it does seem to me, you know, whatever number you take, unless you're taking all 37 million, <laughs> you know, unless you're taking all the many millions of those 37 million who do want to leave the country, you're basically saying, oh, well, a little sop to our consciences. We'll take a few thousand and then we'll feel better about ourselves because we've done our bit. But we'll leave the rest of the people of Afghanistan to rot in, in a medieval society, in particular women and girls basically being forcibly raped by complete strangers and calling it marriage. I mean, isn't a lot of what we do in our foreign policy about making us feel a bit nicer and so we can virtue signal on social media rather than actually helping the people of those countries? It may well be, actually. I suppose that's part of the role of what a conscience has and uh, that prescient knowledge that if you don't do something you'll feel bad about it. If that's if that is somehow the only driving force for doing good in this world, we'll still take those good actions. So it's difficult to know all of the motivations. Helping, helping 20,000 yeah. is better than helping none. Yeah. 
but does it mean that we assuage our guilt for not helping all the other millions? But there we are. We'll talk about this throughout the show. 6.47 is the time. Up next, we'll look at the front pages. Uh, and, uh, oh, yes, the lovely Professor Neil Ferguson raises his ugly head once again. This is Talk Radio. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.